Finally get 4G coverage for your cell phone? Well, 5G is now the next big thing. All that and more on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools, and thank you for joining us. Today we're talking about the Mobile World Congress held this past week in Barcelona, Spain. I am Sean O'Reilly, and today I'm joined with the one and only Nathan Hamilton. How are you today, sir? I'm good. How's it going? Not too bad. I, uh, we had a little bit of a snow day yesterday, but I worked from home, so it was yeah, fine. Yeah, I worked from home. A little bit of a late start today, but uh, we're talking tech today, so uh, I'm, I'm happy. I, I made it in specifically for this, so yes, yeah. me too. Uh, so before we for dive our in- listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so before we dive into the Mobile World Congress, uh, we want to make a quick mention of some Apple Watch rumblings. What's going on? Yeah, similar, you know, a little bit of a segue into what we can discuss with the Mobile World Congress. But um, Have you ordered yours yet? I have not. I've you been debating whether I want to get it or not, but I think um, we'll see. Maybe you have know. a birthday coming up. I don't know. <laughs> I did buy the first iPhone, and I, re- I regretted it because, you know, it... Uh, I found you got to work it. out the bugs. Yeah, you got to work out the bugs. So we'll see what happens with the Apple Watch. But... Johnny Ive, the mastermind behind all the design at Apple, which really what they're known for, uh, spoke with the Financial Times recently. And there are really some interesting quotes that he had or, or things he discussed that really stood out to me. And for investors, I think this is something really important just to give an idea of you know kind of how to look at Apple as an investment. So when asked about how many watches, um, you know, how many Apple watches they may sell, his reply was, I don't really care how much they sell. And he's just focused on design. That is what he cares about. And when you put this in, you know, that's kind at, of a "if you build it, they will come" philosophy. Yeah, but but here's the thing: design is really the key to Apple's success. And if you look at it, Johnny Ive and Tim Cook has mentioned this before. If there's any person with as much control over the company as Tim Cook, it's Johnny Ive. And he's saying, you know, I just want to focus on design. That's what I care about. That's so, a big deal. Yeah, it really is. But because um, Cook's obviously t- a supply chain guy, like that's why he it does what he does. Yes, yeah. and the, so the design and guys' eyes. I know he wants to see some big sales, but you know, I, right. I think it comes down to the culture of the company as a whole, which is, hey, design is what matters. It's a awesome. product. Very cool. Yep. Well, uh, moving on to the Mobile World Congress, and for our listeners that don't know what this is, there were over 93,000 attendees from over 200 countries. Um, So this is not a small event, and all these people converged in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, So just tell us a little bit about it, Nathan, and possibly uh, when can I switch my cell phone carrier to Google? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see when it'll happen in the future. Fingers crossed. um, (laughs) Yeah, just building off of what you mentioned there about Mobile World Congress, um, I almost look at it as the annual CES event for mobile devices. Right. So tablets, watches, um, wireless, all all this. It was interesting to me that it was held in Barcelona because that's, of course, one of the uh, 80 80 cities globally that have partnered with Cisco to become a smart city. So it's actually, yeah, it's very interesting that they got to host it. But anyway... Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, IoT talk going on at Mobile World Congress. That was as well. I, I was doing some reading. It looked like it was like I don't know a third of the content or something. Like yep. it was a lot. But yeah, it's really. A, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg gave the keynote address, um, and really some of the takeaways for tech followers, which I think is Did important. He, I'm sorry to interrupt. Did he thank the Mobile World for all that mobile ad revenue that he's been getting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's why he was there. I, I would yeah. be like, thank you all so much. <laughs> yes, we we appreciate the revenue growth that you've provided for us. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest takeaways um, is a development of 5G networks. And I know, just got 4G. I know. And, like, I literally just got going on. <laughs> yeah, it, and I, I did as well. And 
but you have to look at it the the cycle of network improvements it's not necessarily anything out of you know n- not normal because when you look at it the standards they have to essentially an industry alliance gets together sets the standards for what the speed will be what sort of infrastructure is needed what can officially be called 5G and these alliances set the standards and then 10 years in the future or five years in the future, that's when the network starts to be built and so forth. So um, at Mobile World Congress, um, a white paper was delivered on some of the standards that um, that infrastructure providers and wireless carriers will have to implement. And essentially, they're looking at the time frame of 2020. So yeah, so we this just is got very 4G. much just laying the groundwork. It is, and this is how it goes every single time. So it, it's not anything out of the ordinary at all. So tell me about this acquisition that Google recently made. Yeah, this is this is really telling, and I I didn't necessarily know at the time exactly what it was for, but it it really does make sense. Um, in I believe it was June of 2014, Google quietly, unless you pay really close attention, Google acquired a company called Alpental Technologies. You remember the price tag or anything? There was no announcement of the price tag. Ah, at all. very interesting. Um, yeah, like I said, if you if you didn't follow Google closely easily would have overlooked it. But um, what Alpental Technologies does and what, how it relates to Mobile World Congress is they provide technologies in the wireless industry that potentially could be used for 5G technology or 5G networks. So they're, they see the writing on the wall and they're slowly sneaking into yeah. the development of the 5G. And, and here's the, the key to it. They're a low-cost provider of these technologies. And Google came out at the Congress event and said, confirmed what had already been reported, that they are going to get into the wireless space. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, initially at this point, I don't think the main telecom players are too concerned because Google said, hey, we're not doing anything at scale, but hey, who knows what their real intentions are. It's so it's so interesting to me that Google's do. Can you imagine, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, if like a, another, like a Microsoft or something, you know, started making or just getting in, providing cell phone service and sure. everything, and it, it'd be unheard of. We'd be like laughing about it. But yeah. But I mean, Amazon started out as ebooks, and now they're right. selling Kindle devices and everything retail. So yeah, technology moves quickly, and and things evolve. So very cool. So uh, real quick, uh, give us an overview of what they talked about at the Mobile uh, Congress with the Internet of Things, because the all these devices just you know, the the word trillion gets thrown around a lot sure. with the potential of Internet of Things and everything. Uh, and one of the open questions is: Will all of these devices, when your fridge can talk to your thermostat in the house and all that stuff, will they use Wi-Fi? Will they use cell towers? Will the car- driverless cars we all have use cell towers? Like, how's that going to work? Well, I don't know specifically on that, but I can tell you in terms of what was discussed at the event. IoT always has a huge presence. Um, you know, all the main players were there and so forth, and that is a question that many people look at. But you know, if you look at the actual devices that will be underlying the IoT. Um, you know, one was announced from Samsung, and most people knew it was coming along, but it's the Samsung X6, the Galaxy X6. Or sorry, Galaxy S6. Third, tra- third time's yes. a charm. <laughs> <laughs> and they also introduced their curved version, which is really just an iteration of what they had before with the curved glass. Where Have you, you ever scroll. played with that? And, you know, I was, I was a little bit, um, first time I, I, I heard about it, I was like, oh, this is a little bit gimmicky. But I actually did play with the device when when it originally came out, and I was like, "Oh no, it it does make sense." Pretty so, slick, yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, Samsung has definitely added some design improvements, and kind of going back to to what I said earlier about Apple, you know, Samsung is concerned about selling units. They have to, 
And it's funny, the dichotomy between the two companies. You've got Johnny Ive saying, I don't care how many units I sell of this watch. I, he I has that focus luxury on the, right now. On the design. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really a good place to be. Samsung kind of reminds me of that old joke about how, oh, we lose $5 per unit. Oh, we'll make it up on volume. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, their, their profits haven't been doing too well recently, so I don't know if that's working out for them. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, well, thanks for sharing your thoughts on that. Before we leave, uh, we'll, of course, do the trivia. But first, uh, you wanted to do a little bit of a follow-up on uh, a recent show we did about artificial intelligence and how sure. uh, mankind is probably doomed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Peter Thiel, uh, former business partner of Elon Musk, uh, you know, back in the PayPal days, he's not so sure that the world's going to end. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting when you look at the different commentary between the two and you just look at tech history as a whole. <clears throat> There have been plenty of speculators. Anytime a new technology comes around, like, oh, it's the end of mankind. It's going to steal our jobs. It's going to do this. It's evil. This is not going to be positive for society or the economy as a whole. And if you look at the history of computers, that's always been the, the, the belief. And with AI, there's always been, hey, AI is going to take over. It's going to do this. But the actual relationship between humans and computers has been extremely beneficial, you know, Human race is better because of computers, and computers are better because of human. And it's really been an interaction between the two of them to work together for benefit of, of everyone. So, you know, I, I, I maybe agree a little bit more with Teal's comments than some of the speculators out there that say AI may be evil. But, you know, I think I'll be irrelevant by the time that happens. So who knows if that'll, Cro- that'll crossing true. Crossing my fingers that we are all not irrelevant. <laughs> um, all right, so I saw this trivia. I noticed that sure. you did not give me multiple choice, so hit me. <laughs> yep, so you got to guess the company, and if you can do it, you know, it's a company we know well. I'll give you that hint. Okay. So uh, Silicon Valley is known for tech company culture, of course, and that has evolved into what we see with the Facebooks of the world, which is very relaxed, sort of the decentralized approach where innovation really is what thrives. What company was the first to employ this culture, cultural approach originally? I'm probably wrong, and I'm just basing this off of what I remember about them in the super early days when they had 12 employees, but my answer is going to be Microsoft. It is not. Darn. Nope. But uh, a I company related to Microsoft, <laughs> it's Intel. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, and if you look at it, Intel is one of the, well, it was the first major silicon company in Silicon Valley. So, right. Um, you know, there was founded by a couple of guys, including Gordon Moore, you know, famous for Moore's Law, and Bob Noyce. And they really believed in setting up this culture where, you know, the CEO has a cubicle in the middle of the desk with all the engineers. And, you know, he works together. These guys have ideas. They run with it. It's innovative. They allow the company. The company culture is set up to foster that innovation. That's awesome. Yeah, and so, obviously Elon Musk does that at Tesla. What's His, his desk yeah. is on the factory floor. I could not work like that. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's really an interesting culture, and you see it a lot. Uh, you see it very, uh, I guess, more frequently in the last decade or so within tech, so it seems to be uh, picking up, and that all happened, I think, 60s, 70s, around there. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good. Well, uh, you stumped me. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. Uh, I have to admit it is. Yeah, I, it, when you asked the question, I was picturing that that first company photo of Microsoft, and it's got, like, Bill Gates in that awful sweater and the huge yep. collar, and there's, like, ten of them. Anyway. Very It'd be good. interesting to see, though, Intel being a much bigger company now than it was back then, if they've been able to maintain that culture. Yeah, we should mm-hmm. uh, visit the headquarters. Yep. Very good. Well, thank you for your time and sharing your thoughts, Nathan. Absolutely. 
Thanks for listening, fools. Uh, just so everybody knows, we are also running a promotion uh, for our listeners. Just head over to focus.fool.com to uh, check that out. And as always, people on the program may have interest in the stock they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks solely based on what you hear on this program. That's it for us, fools. Thanks for listening, and fool on. Fool on.